Hey everyone, we continue our read through the New Testament. Today we bring Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians to a close. He's just laid out the reality of the coming day of the Lord and how that reality for believers serves as an incredible encouragement. And they are to encourage one another with the words that they will always be together with the Lord after he comes. And now he continues on in that, that discussion, laying out the reality that we don't know when that day will come, but we are to stand ready and prepared for when it does. And he closes with a final instruction and a benediction for the church. Let's go ahead and read it. We'll look at the first 11 verses concerning the day of the Lord. He says, Concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman. And they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to, that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are, like, you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the light of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. So the Thessalonians are told to prepare for the same thing that will come unexpectedly upon the ungodly, the day of the Lord. Paul assumes that Christians and non-Christians alike will be alive and present when that day arrives. Christians watchful and ready, non-believers surprised as by a thief who comes at night. In other words, the rapture of Christians spoken of in verse 17 will, uh, chapter 4 will not occur before the arrival of the day of the Lord. That will also bring sudden and inescapable destruction to the wicked. And so when the Lord returns, that will be when believers go up and when unbelievers are judged. It comes all at the same time here, and that is made clear in chapter 5. Now, we see that it will be a thief, like a thief in the night. Paul seems to be familiar with, with some of Jesus' Olivet Discourse, and that's not shocking. Now, God has not destined us for wrath, Paul says in verse 9. And so God has appointed his people to obtain salvation and glory in Jesus Christ. Yet the Thessalonians and many other Christians have been appointed by God to undergo and withstand certain sufferings and tribulations of every kind. The wrath in this context is evidently the condemnation and punishment that will fall on the unbelieving on the day of judgment. And so we know that we will be with the Lord, that we will be, that we will be kept for salvation, and therefore we are to remain sober, watchful, and vigilant in our life as we live with the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of the hope of salvation constantly guarding us and protecting us for through anything that we endure in this life. We will be with the Lord forever. And once again, we see this call to encourage one another, to build one another up. And this is something that the Thessalonians are already doing. Verse 12 to the end of the chapter, we see the final instructions and benediction. Paul writes, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you 
and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So here Paul brings the letter to a close. And even at at this early stage in the life of the congregation, there were leaders who had spiritual care and oversight. And Paul endorses a proper esteem for church work, for workers and leaders, asking love and respect for them. Some Thessalonians named elsewhere uh, may have been in Paul's mind here, like Jason, Aristarchus, Secundus, and possibly even Gaius. Here he admonishes the entire congregation, right? He encourages them all to to steadfast, to help the weak, to be patient, to make sure that they are doing good to one another. He gives this incredible, beautiful call to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all circumstances. Today, when this recording is taking place, it's Thanksgiving. What a wonderful reality to know that this is God's will for you, to give thanks in all circumstances. There are so many reasons to give thanks. May we be better at counting our blessings than numbering our complaints, knowing that every good gift comes from our Father above. May we always be those who are grateful and thankful for the many things we have, regardless of the circumstances we face. He tells them in verses 19 through 21, to not quench the spirit, to not despise prophecies, but to test everything, holding fast to what is good. Paul admonishes them to not despise legitimate prophecy. Both Silas and Paul were prophets in this sense. Nevertheless, claims to divine prophecy must always be tested, never accepted uncritically, right? They must go to the word of God in anything that conflicts, opposes, or adds to the word of God must be rejected. He says to abstain from every form of evil. This is that call to holiness once again. And then this beautiful closing benediction. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctification is a key concept of the letter to the Thessalonians. The complete mending of all human imperfection is not only possible, but ultimately certain. God is faithful and he will accomplishment. He will accomplish it. The time element must be remembered. Ultimate perfection to include a glorified body will only be accomplished at the second coming of Jesus Christ. But nevertheless, little by little we are being sanctified day by day to the image of Christ. We are to pray for one another. We are to show one another a deep love and care. And we are to remind the whole body 
of the teachings of the Lord day by day. We are to be reminded of the glorious truths of God's word and to live in light of it, especially in the midst of sorrows and sufferings. What a great letter this is. May God bless you and yours.